some yeah some some days I'm the most positive girl you'll ever meet and the next I'll just be like I need a day to just get my head back together because and I, yeah like I said I think that's the really that's the hardest part of like I say being left behind is and especially witnessing what I have witnessed is that nobody even the people I was with nobody's going to understand because you everyone handles things in very different ways this is the straight talking mental health podcast where as the title suggests it's pretty obvious we straight talk about mental health we do that to try and break the stigma around mental health and normalize some of the conversations around mental health same way you'd say you got a pain in your stomach or you've got a sore leg or you got a sore arm after a vaccine shot we're just trying to do that in terms of coming to mental health we cover different topics every week this week we are going to be talking suicide I need to give a little bit of a trigger warning on that topic because it is obviously a particularly sensitive one for people we have covered it in the past that doesn't mean we don't cover things multiple times but we are covering from a different perspective this week because what we are looking at this week is the impact of suicide so when you have lost someone through suicide we're going to be talking to amy later on in the show she's going to be telling us about the experience she had of when she lost her boyfriend to suicide she was also the one to discover him so some ptsd symptoms as a result of that it's a fascinating story if it is something that you find particularly difficult listening to please do come back you know take a break step away from it come back and listen to it then when you're you're better able to do it but it is something that you will definitely want to want to listen to With all of that being said, my name is Alan Clark. I am a psychotherapist in private practice. My degree is in counselling and psychotherapy and my master's is in child and adolescent psychotherapy. Ordinarily at this point, I would intro my right hand, whoever that may be. It's usually Peter Dunn. Peter, unfortunately, has had a family emergency. That's why you won't hear him with the interview with Amy. And ordinarily then after that, it's Cameron. Cameron Clark, my son. However, they're both out of the picture this week, so I've had to call in a lot of favours. And this is going to cost me some serious brownie points. But joining me this week is the love of my life. Not myself. I am not looking in a mirror. But my girlfriend, Ashing. How are you doing tonight? Yeah. I'm ground. How are you? Well, how are you? How are you? That's the crack. That's the crack. That's the crack. <laughs> Considering only seen you this morning. <laughs> I know, yeah, it would have been fucking handier if we did this earlier on, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, I think so. After like so many takes tonight. Yeah. So, so yeah. this is take I think nine. Our regular, yeah. I don't know. We're both having serious internet difficulties. Regular studio that we use is not working. Whether that's due to broadband issues on either side of us, the weather's pretty bad. And if this doesn't break us up, but me going for fuck's sake <laughs> as it cuts out once again, I think we'd be all right as we come up to our one year anniversary on Saturday Aww. as the podcast goes out. Mm-hmm. This is tempting fate, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what's really fucking tempting. It's you sabotaging your broadband so you won't have to you won't have to do this. <laughs> it's working so far so good anyway so yeah this this time around yeah. this time around this, yeah yeah, this, yeah. <laughs> it's um yeah technical difficulties and you missed some great banter we were having we were having the lols and the bands and all them other takes it just wasn't recording <laughs> <laughs> i thought we were going to have a bit of, bit of an argument there when uh you were asking for the the present that you got me and I thought I'll put them in the washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> Your AirPods. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Early, they were like a fucking super early Christmas present. I don't even know when I got you them because you're the absolute worst person to buy for. Because you just mm-hmm. fucking buy everything that you want. Anyway, they weren't in the washing machine. I found them anyway, so it's not too bad. <laughs> all, all's good. All's good. All's good, yeah. <laughs> I had to buy them because it's like there is absolutely no way she is not going to buy them for herself before her birthday or for Christmas. So yeah. Thankfully yeah, you didn't wash much. your 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 uh, your well, wasn't even a Christmas present, birthday present. Just your present. It was a gift. I think it was just it was just a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried to get you on the podcast before. You were adamant no, but fair play, you stepped in. Yeah. Yeah. So I know. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you. That's You're why I convinced you sabotage so you can just, you know, mess around with the broadband and go, oh, I'm sorry, but I tried. And I'm like, oh, you did. No, look, I really appreciate that. And you walk away going, tee hee hee hee. Like. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, you know me so well that I probably would do that. Oh, I fucking know you would do that. <laughs> this like, isn't good. How, how can he make up that? How can he just make up that shit? I'm not making up that shit. I know the way she thinks. <laughs> Which I'm really surprised they haven't gone with, you know, if she thinks at all, you know, so. No, no, I'm I'm not going there yet. We haven't finished recording yet. At the end, I might say it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So everyone listening, if this immediately jumps to the interview, you'll know Ashling has got fucking pissed off. (laughs) And I've had to cut the, I've had to cut the intro bit (laughs) out of, out of the start. This intro bit is something that we do in every episode of the podcast. It's our own little chat. It's our own little check-in. We try to model these conversations around how we're doing, what's going on in our lives, what's impacting us, and then we have our smiles and royals and all that kind of thing. Ordinarily, what we do at this point is I'll have a little bit of a check-in and I'll say, so last week we had a little chat with myself and Peter. Did you listen to it, Ashling? You know the answer to this. (laughs) You keep fucking forgetting. Sometimes you got to do a take two. No, wait, wait. The Wi-Fi is cut now. I can't. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> off. Oh, I can't hear you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you uh, oh no, you're, you're breaking up. <laughs> to be I fair, you've tried time. that in real life as well. <laughs> I was like, I'm fucking <laughs> sitting opposite you. Can't hear you. You're breaking up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Um, did I listen? I told you, yes, I listened to some of it. But the audience had, don't know that. I've had... Um, a bit of a wild two weeks or mm. a wild two weeks with the COVID in the house and everything. So, Ethan. yeah, Ethan, yes, uh huh. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I haven't had the chance to listen to it fully, but I will do. And yet, that was I the exact do. time when you had all the time to listen to it, particularly given that you're normally awake until about fucking three or four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> no, actually, it was so good. I've been going to bed quite early. Oh, no, actually, no, that yeah, was I'm not. Annoying. No, you're right. No, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, because I knew once you went into isolation, I was like, she's going to be back tonight, staying awake until three or four o'clock in the morning. I know. Well, that's what happens when you don't have to set an alarm the next day and you've got no work and everything and the kids are <laughs> off school. Everybody's sleeping and it's great. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So everyone, everyone all clear? Yes, thankfully, yes. Good. So, yeah. mm-hmm. That's what so, we want. Ethan, Ethan got in the way of our love life. We didn't see each other. You have to self-isolate right. in the house. Two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks because it was the two children then, wasn't it? So. Well, mm-hmm. Eva got a positive and a negative and another yes. negative and another <laughs> negative. I was like, now nah, we're going with that positive. 
we're going with the positive. One positive, one ne- one PCR negative, and three home test negatives. But yeah. we have to stay with the positive. So yeah, just to just to keep safe. And so. she's she's a little weird up because she would be looking to go to school. Oh, she's dying to get back. Yeah, back not like school. Ethan she's... who went around fucking licking door handles <laughs> to get off of school to play Call of Duty. <laughs> And whose fault's that? I said not to let him have it. And you're like, go ahead. You've only got yourself to blame there. I was I was trying to be the cool stepdad. You know, I was like, and yeah, look, I'll, I'll sort it out, Ethan. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, he's fucking in <laughs> for the next time I see him. <laughs> how did that go for you there, Alan? Yeah, yeah. Little shit. Uh. <laughs> this should be awkward around the Christmas dinner table. Yeah, it? I'm just staring daggers at him. Yeah. <laughs> He's licking a door handle. <laughs> you're licking, right, you're licking a window. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake, Ashling. I'm not even going. She's had two Baileys. She's over her fucking head. <laughs> oh my God. Two Baileys. If you even finish one glass of Baileys, you'd be doing well. I know, right? I'm surprised. Yeah, I didn't even drink that second one last night. No, so we had we had this like, oh, because you, you love you love a Bailey's at Christmas. You're like most people, you mm. love a Bailey's at Christmas. I was like, oh, well, I get a Bailey's. Oh yeah, let's get a Bailey's. And we get the Bailey's, and I was like, you didn't want ice. I'll have ice in mine. You had the mm-hmm. first one. I was like, oh, well, I said I'll buy mine because I've got the ice there. So another one. Yeah, okay. You literally had a sip, a <laughs> singular sip out of the second mm. glass, and that was it. You're you pour so big. Oh my god! You that's, do. That, that's it's me. Go hard or go it, home. You know. It's literally half a glass. It should. It's be not like half a, a glass. Fuck right <laughs> off! Because I know what you're like. It's like a quarter of a glass. Shit! This is just a little shot glass I need. No, it's not too bad. I was expecting you to drink it. Anyway. Oh yeah! Or oh, two shots of Bailey's. You bad bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd still be pissed. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So you know what I'm like, sure that time we were in the restaurant and you ended up with three cocktails that I didn't like that I had a sip off each. Oh oh, oh what was that in Grants? Yeah. Yeah, she's like, uh-huh. Oh no, just get a cocktail. You like a co- you do like a cocktail. Only one. Yeah, only Stra- one. Yeah. <laughs> strawberry daiquiri. Oh I love a cocktail, me. One. <laughs> one strawberry daiquiri. <laughs> and you you because usually when you get a cocktail it's like, Oh, it's too strong. You can taste the alcohol. <laughs> Yeah, oh no, I don't like tasting alcohol So now. you stag me for fucking drinking the fruit juice when in reality oh, that's you? No, yeah, well, yeah. You, you're, <laughs> there's something unattractive about a fruit shoot and a man. <laughs> 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 I'll explain this to you. It's like when a man drinks from a straw. From a straw, yeah. <laughs> like, you, you just drinking don't look the Capri sexy song. sucking on that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Trying to look all seductive, just going... <laughs> yeah do you want me to cut your crust off <laughs> I probably would <laughs> you actually would I still have to put a fucking bib on you <laughs> oh, I am really bad <laughs> it's just around you and when What's I'm on that? my own <laughs> yeah I was going to say it's 24-7 yeah that's... and your favourite colour's white I'm so surprised I know I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How many times yeah. have I texted you go, oh, fuck's sake, I'm after spilling pasta sauce on my jumper. I'm after like spilling pasta sauce on the cushion. I'm after dropping <laughs> my fork on the floor. There's pasta sauce everywhere. We went shopping, do you remember? And we went to that furniture shop and us two oh, hot chocolate or coffee. Fuck. And you leaned over to pick the rug up and at the same time you leaned over with the cup 
leaning over at the same time and poured it all over the chair. In the shop. In the shop. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, I'm not with him. <laughs> uh, you want to be careful what you say now or else I'll tell people how you know his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Get back Put in your box. box. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Do you love me? Oh, you love me yeah. fucking loads, don't you? <laughs> yeah. You're just the best. <laughs> I know. Thanks very much. I, I really am. <laughs> yeah, this is like bribery. It's mm. not bribery. What am I talking about? Blackmail. Blackmail. That's the word I'm looking for. Mm. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you sort of listened to a bit of last week's episode. What What did you hear on last week's episode? Oh my God! Wasn't there not? There was no guest, was there? No, just myself Wasn't and Peter. It? We were talking. That was our eightieth episode. Right, that's how I know, and I did listen. But you know what I'm like once I've had a sleep. Just bring me back into it a little bit, and I can go from there. <laughs> Fuck off! Like, just tell me everything they said, and then I'll agree with you. Go, oh, I really like that bit. Yeah, I love. I love that bit where you were talking about, you know, doing eighty episodes. That I, that oh was just really God. interesting. Didn't you call my son a little shit? I did, yeah. <laughs> and Eva had That's quite a reaction to that, didn't she? <laughs> Let's go on to that one. <laughs> Shall we just skip the, did you listen to it now? <laughs> you listened to that bit and then you probably went off and told Eva, Eva, wait till everybody just called Ethan. <laughs> oh, she thought it was very amusing now. Until, mm. she, until the COVID came back for her positive. Yeah, and she was fucking terrified. I was going to say something about her this week. Yeah, which you were going to, to be fair. I would have, but, you know, Aoife, she's mm-hmm. a good kid, you know. Oh, you two, two are the same. Yeah, we are. Yeah. You two alike, you're so alike. Need to, if, if, if we weren't in the same country, probably at that time, 14 years ago, <laughs> I think people would be asking questions. You've said that quite a few times. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're just, like, just where were you? Let's, let's just backtrack here and we get a date because, yeah, me and Aoife are we're quite similar. Yeah, no, you are. You are. Well, oh, no, well, she she doesn't swear. No, she definitely. No, she really doesn't. No, no, she does not swear yeah. at all. No, and she's I, very ladylike. So she is complete opposite. Yeah, there than you than me. Yeah, I don't really swear. No, you don't. You don't. No, to be fair, probably got worse since I've met you, right? No, I just I, I rub off you in more ways than one. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. So last week, last week we spoke about eighty episodes. We've done eighty episodes. You've did I start the podcast when we were together? I can't even remember. Yeah, it must have been. Was it? Was it? Or was it before? I can't even remember. No, I think it was before. I was doing it beforehand, was it? Was that one of your smooth moves there? Going like, listen to me here. And no, I think that'd be enough to put any woman off me. <laughs> <laughs> I would, it was like I would try and hide that as much as possible. <laughs> no, but I suppose like if you've like you've uh, gone through that, then you can go through anything, can't you? Yeah, if I've listened to the shite that comes out of your mouth before I even met you, <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess you're all right. No, yeah, no, definitely. I think you, you started before me and you got together, anyway. Yeah, yeah so it's been going for a We're together year a year now. now. I know. We're together oh, yes. a year. Sunday. Yeah, going away for our anniversary on Saturday. Which is not our anniversary, but yeah. Well, it's, it's a year to the day. It's a year to the day. It is, yeah. No. You're looking forward yeah. to it? I am, I am, definitely. I love Belfast. Yeah. Do you know what I'm not looking forward to? Spend 24 hours with me? Well, I can just about manage that. <laughs> Spending 24 hours with you when you don't fucking sleep. 
Because you don't sleep oh, in hotels. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure, I couldn't even sleep last night. What was going on with you? I don't know. I, could, I think it was the... We went into Kildare Village, didn't we? We had mm. some coffees. Mm. And I think no, you a got cap. a coffee. I didn't get no, a fruit juice. I, I got a fizzy orange. <laughs> 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 but I only got a fizzy orange because you were thirsty. You're like, oh, I just want a cold drink. I was like, all right, I'll get a cold drink and you get a hot job. Or a, a mocha. A mocha. A mocha. <laughs> yeah, I think it was caffeine and that. So it just yeah. kept me up. I was fascinated during the week where I was like, what time do you go to sleep at last night? And I was like, it's the, it's the see no evil monkey emoji. I was like, what time? You're like, oh, four o'clock. And you're like, I don't know why I can't sleep. I don't know why. I'm fucking, I'm awake all night. It's like, what's your drink yesterday? Well, I had like three bottles of Lucas said. And then I had two mockers <laughs> and a fucking Pepsi Max. And you're wondering why you can't sleep. Come here, we're not even going to go into the whole people that don't sleep. <laughs> you literally are the... I've said to you, I'm pretty sure you sleep with one eye open. Yeah. Like, I swear to God. I'm afraid you leave Any... me. It's abandonment issues. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I try and tiptoe out and tell you I'm going out for a month, you fucking bring me back in again. <laughs> They're the ones you wake up to. What you don't wake up to is the one where I have your handcuffed to me. <laughs> That's why oh, I'm I always know. awake before you go, i got to get them fucking handcuffs off. <laughs> Swear to my God. wrist is killing me. What is wrong with my wrist? What's that mark? Oh, come here. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you are the worst sleeper yeah, I've ever I'm experienced. I'm a really bad, really so light bad. sleeper. Yeah. Oh, sure. I've got a toddler and you're worse than her. Oh, she sleeps. Oh, she's a fucking trooper for sleeping. What do you know? Oh, she's 14 hours. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Sure. You're, you're not 14 minutes. <laughs> like, honest to God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then, what do I call your little whack a mole? Why? Because your little head's hanging out at the top <laughs> and everything else is covered. <laughs> So I sleep with, I'm the complete opposite of you. You do not like a blanket up around your head or your face at all. I'm the exact opposite. It's like right up, the duvet is right up over my, over my ear. You might see a little bit of the top of my head sticking out. I mean, what was going through my head to think in the middle of the night, whack-a-mole, did I want to hit you? I think it was cute. <laughs> oh, I'm sure, I'm sure there's plenty of time you wanted to hit me. Oh, come here. If you slept through it, I would do. But, and then you try and smother me. You turn around and turn there's a pillow right up. Oh, do you know what? I swear to God, we need we, like two single beds. <laughs> no. <laughs> See, but we're yes and no. Together. Like I can, I can, yeah. I was like <laughs> a year together. No, I think we're at that stage where uh, we need separate bedrooms. Well, considering how much of a fucking owl one you are, which your smell of lavender, it might as well be. <laughs> oh, where's me slippers? Oh, and me and me nighty and me lavender. <laughs> You can't say anything. Sure, I like lavender eye, but sure, what are you about all the citrus? Every candle that you like doesn't smell of nothing. Oh, this smells like fresh air. A fucking autistic. Those smells are really overpowering. I know, but sure, there's no point in having a candle. It's like it's like I'll go in as soon as I park in Belfast. I'll get a smell of it. What's that fucking smelly shop? Um, lush? No, not lush. What's a? They do like bath bombs and. That is lush, isn't it? Lush is that what it's called? Yeah. I can smell that shop from a fucking mile away. But there is a shop that you really like the smell of. And it doesn't even smell of anything. Oh, which one? What shop? I don't know. But every time we go into it, oh, Ashley, I need to tell you, the smell is amazing. I know. but Is it the shop that we were in the village yesterday? That smell. Oh, it's the Blanchard's House Shopping Centre. And it's the same smell that that shop in the village had yesterday. Whatever whatever smell to pump out through the shop, it's through the air conditioning. It's probably a toilet block. 
I need to like <laughs> this smell is just fucking amazing. Like seriously. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> fucking hell. Well, we obviously know my role on the podcast, despite being a psychotherapist and, you know, heavily qualified. <laughs> I'm just here as the fucking whipping boy for everyone to take the piss out of me. Not at all. No. <laughs> I only go so far and then you bring out the big guns and you're like, Do you remember I could say this? Yeah. Do you remember I could- yeah, you just keep the peace there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and this I know this what... definitely would have been better if we recorded this morning when we were together. Oh, yeah, because I could have hit you then. <laughs> <laughs> How unladylike, Ashling. Oh, yeah, no, I wouldn't do that. No, you wouldn't. Uh, no. You, are, you are very ladylike. Am I? You're very traditional, yeah. Oh, I was going to say the same about you. <laughs> <laughs> no one is joking. <laughs> You're just jealous of my fabulous legs. I am. I am very, very jealous. Yes. If there was a competition, you would be definitely first place. So, you see how I'm trying? Like, Christmas is only around the corner. Are you seeing how I'm like... Is this is this my you. Christmas present? Is, is this one of my Christmas presents? The gift of Ashley? Yeah, considering you've told me every <laughs> fucking thing else you've got me for Christmas and anniversary. Oh, I did, didn't I? Yeah, you yeah, did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah. And considering one of them, I was there when you bought it. Oh, look, yeah, I got I, you this one. I was like, for fuck's sake. Like, I don't want um, to know. I wanted to be surprised. Surprise. <laughs> surprise. Here, look. It's not a surprise. I know exactly what you got me. But your memory is as bad as mine. No, it's not. My, oh, my God, my memory is not. Because as you will know, if we ever have an argument, I remember every fucking thing that's said. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you tune me out like fucking elevator music. <laughs> you really do. No, I, I really just turn... I'm telling you, when you're talking here now, I'm just putting the volume button down. I'm just waiting for the for my turn. Yeah. <laughs> like most so people when they, when they have a conversation with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. I'm only playing. I am only playing. Are. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for stepping in. Um, yeah, I, I've wanted I've wanted to get you on for ages, and you said you wouldn't do it. But fair play to you, you stepped in. I know. Well, I know you were stuck today, so you know mm. I'm not all bad. You're not. No, you're really not. You're, don't need a tiny, tiny little bit of it. That's bad. The rest of it oh. is all good. Oh, thank you. I not genuinely. I mean that. Mm, thank Overall. you. Is this where I have to say it back? <laughs> you don't have to mean <laughs> to be nice. <laughs> I want some fish for a compliment, but you know if you're gonna go. Fine then, fine then, Alan. You're like you're awesome. (laughs) Sure, I tell you that all the fucking time. Anyway, you do. You are very. To be fair, you are very complimentary. I am. I I walk away feeling very good about myself. Mm -hmm. Hopefully. Yeah. I tell you what, this is a lot better than that over when we were trying to record last time. Anyway, at least I can hear you. Yeah, this one's actually working. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I w- I do have to apologise to people. I know the audio is going to be not as good as as usual, but there's audio, <laughs> so you can have yeah. not not great audio, or you can have no audio. Mm. And I'm oh, sure really people listening to my piece will go, no audio would have been nice, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, so, you're doing very well. Yeah, thank you. So, mm. with all of that being said, we have to give a little bit of the social media plugs. So thank you to everyone that has gotten contact. A lot of support around going monthly. Andrew telling us we need to look after our own mental health on that. So thanks, Andrew, and thanks to um, everyone that got in contact. 
thanking us for the podcast and thanking us for continuing. That means a lot to us. If you want to reach out to us on the social media, you can get us on Twitter, Podcast. Or if you want to hit us up on Facebook and Instagram, it's Straight Talking Mental Health Podcast. If you want to email us, you can do that. You can do so via our website, stmhpodcast.com. And if you want to email us, it's hello at stmhpodcast.com. And we would love to hear all of your feedback, any topics of conversation you'd like us to cover, um, anything, anything you want to get in touch with us about. We're, we absolutely want to get that feedback from you. If you want to be a guest, if you've got a story to tell, as Amy did, actually Amy just hit us up, thanking us for the podcast, gave me a little bit of her story, and that was enough. That was enough to invite her on. So one of the people that reached out to us on our Instagram was Francis. Francis, thanks very much for your for your message. Hi lads, recently started listening to your podcast and it's absolutely brilliant. Been going through a pretty rough time after breaking up with my girlfriend and since starting to listen to you guys, it's helped me loads. I find yourself very relatable and I really enjoyed a bit of crack side as it makes things uplifting also. I've also reached out to help for a counsellor and reached out to friends and that's been helping me loads. Keep up the great work and I look forward to listening to many more of your podcasts on my evening walks. That's a nice thing to hear, isn't it? That's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks very much, Francis. Sorry to hear about your recent breakup, but thankfully you've you've had the good sense to reach out to a counsellor and I'm glad we can we can uplift you in a in a little bit anyway. So thank you very much for that, um, Francis. There's a couple of longer ones I will get to. I'm going to read them out next week because that the, the, this other correspondence is one that I will reach out to as a as a guest because there's there's a lot in, there's a lot in that. So we leave the we leave the social media side at that for this week. But what we also do on the podcast is we do our smiles and riles. Things that have made us smile during the week and things that have got us riled. Pretty self explanatory. Ashley, any any smiles and or riles this week? Do I have to go first? Well well ladies first. Oh, oh, you go first and I'll follow you later. Oh man. <laughs> I, I, th- I think I think me I think my smiles my smiles are fairly thin on the ground. Is your Wi-Fi going? <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't be saying that. We hadn't seen each other for two weeks. Yeah, sorry, it was. Again. Well, that, that was my smile. I give you my smile. That, that I certain... hope so. <laughs> <laughs> fucking have to say it now, since you've jumped Riled. on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, let me hear it. <laughs> uh, no, it was. It was lovely. Lovely to, to see each other. It's, you know, long-distance relationships aren't easy. And, you know, things like that. You know, it's two weeks. That's half a month, Ashling. As, as, as you said, <laughs> <laughs> this has become a reoccurring theme at the start. I was like, oh, I'm not going to see you for two weeks. And he's like, yeah, two weeks isn't too bad. But you're like, that's half a month. I'm like, oh, that's a that really long awful. time. <laughs> yeah. It's the exact same amount of time. But, you know, phrase like that is like, oh, that's a long time. <laughs> it's all about how you how you deliver it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, but it was. It, it worked. Was nice. It did. I got yeah. to see you every weekend then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, guilted into it. Yeah. Sorry. So, You're obviously yeah. a fucking masochist. <laughs> Want, <laughs> wanting to see me every weekend. <laughs> Come here, I swear me and you are too like, I keep saying that. Mm. Humor-wise. Oh yeah, definitely. So, so like me and you random singing and stuff like that. Like anybody <laughs> else, I've said it to you a few times, would look at us and just think we're not friggin' wise. We're, we're well we're not. <laughs> I know, but you don't want people to know that. No, no. And, and to be fair, we're on, we're on good behaviour tonight, aren't we? We're, <laughs> we're no, not no, too we're, bad. Yeah. We're really good tonight. But there yeah. is many times where we have both just looked at each other and gone, if fucking anyone heard what we're actually like. Oh, <laughs> that, that's literally every day, to be fair. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, but we're so we're have... so attuned. We are brilliantly attuned. Mm. What's your man? You know the guy with the and I and worst of all is I know who you're talking about. <laughs> oh, <laughs> him, what about him? That him that sits down a lot. Fucking Professor X in the X Men, James McAvoy. <laughs> Listen, who, I'm always spotting which celebrities. The, this is a talent. The- this is so for for a little bit of a little bit of background on this. Ashling's phenomenal talent is spotting people on the street who look like celebrities, and but they look like wish versions of that celebrity. Who did we meet yesterday? Oh, Lou, no, that was Chinese. For, oh yeah, uh, Louis Capaldi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wish Louis mm-hmm. Capaldi. Like him, what's his what's his name? The he's the, a singer. the the fat lad, the singer, the, the Scottish lad, Lewis Capaldi. Yes. I didn't even get that far. I didn't no. say Scottish and no, I didn't say about his weight. I said that man who sings. <laughs> and you went <laughs> And that was it. That was enough. And you, yeah. it was true. I always true. know I always know who you're talking about. Uh, exactly. No one else would have a clue. No. <laughs> no. But uh, I do seem to sit block quite a few celebrities around you do. around yeah. Ireland. If it's Oma Kildare anywhere, you will spot someone that looks like a celebrity. Mm-hmm. So, True. you know, those deformed and melted plastic looking celebrities. Like, <laughs> <laughs> toys that you would get off wish. That's what these people look like. <laughs> that says a lot about these people because you figure it out straight. I know, yeah. <laughs> that, if your special talent is spotting them, my special talent is figuring out who you're talking about. <laughs> oh dear I, but you know that Xavier one was the best one the guy that sits down a lot you picked it up straight away who's that X man that sits down a lot <laughs> <laughs> Professor X James McAvoy that's the one <laughs> him with the head you know with the, with the hair with the hair and I know what you're talking about <laughs> so we were um, we were people watching we got a little bit of people watching in at, at this weekend mm. when I did eventually get to see you so yeah. So that no. that that's me smile. That is that is me smile. Getting to see each other after a couple of weeks. We went to the big field. We had a lovely time. <laughs> the the big field. Just to clarify for everyone, the big field is the Cora of Kildare. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking Cora Plains formed by the Ice Age. But according to Ashling, the big field. The big field. Yeah. Was the big... How would you describe it if you're five years old? <laughs> Not that I'm five years old. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking how would you describe it to your son you're big field yeah so yeah <laughs> we did we had a nice we had a nice time at the big field yeah the big field it was yeah. nice because it wasn't raining was it for no once. not no not at that time no no so we took mm. the kids there before as well and mm. let them roam play before so <laughs> yeah. just let ethan run <laughs> it's like a fucking dog let off the lead run oh. run ethan run <laughs> that boy time. can run he can run Oh Jesus! Run. It doesn't get it from me. I'm telling you, the ma- no, definitely <laughs> fucking not. Aoife's <laughs> like me. He can thank his dad for that. Aoife's <laughs> like me. We'll just sit down and eat and watch him. <laughs> <laughs> He's fast, isn't he? He really is. <laughs> Do you want another packet so. of crisps? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a gift. A gift that keeps mm. on giving. So my smile um, is that, and and an upcoming smile of going away for our anniversary. I'm looking forward uh-huh. to that. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a royal yeah. then because you can you can leave us with a with a smile then before we throw over. I've got so okay. many royals, but I think I'm gonna. I think I'm just gonna leave it at the one. Uh, I know Cammy likes a bit of balance, so we were recording this on <laughs> on Sunday night. Mm. The Formula One World Championship has been decided for now because it will be appealed, and I think this is going to drag out. And Verstappen won on the last lap. 
very controversial race. The FIA have a lot to answer for, but it's not over yet. So I can't even be happy. It's, I can't even be happy because Hamilton's probably going to fucking win. They'll probably appeal. I've seen that on Lad Bible. I didn't go into it. I meant to tag you in it. But <laughs> What's I'm one sure of the most you know everything thing, about it. One of the funniest things you ever sent me was Things Alan Says. And what was one of the things that I had on it? <laughs> you sent me this list yeah. of, it must have been about 10 different things, was it? And oh, I was geez. actually in tears laughing at them because <laughs> every one of them was accurate. But what was one of them about the Formula One? Oh, you hate Hamilton or something like <laughs> that. Fucking Hamilton. Hamilton. Hamilton's after oh. winning again. <laughs> and the thing is, you've ruined the name Hamilton because I hate Hamilton anyway from the play that you constantly <laughs> sing to me all the freaking time. Now <laughs> your son hates it. <laughs> all the time. Will you get a grip? It's not all the time. It's on your playlist in the car. <laughs> Do you want to tell them about, was it the first time, it was the first time I was in your house, wasn't it? Mm. <laughs> what, what happened? How, what what, you what started your disdain a... for the Hamilton musical? <laughs> when you put it on for me and I, I was on my best behaviour and I still <laughs> fell asleep. <laughs> like, and I wouldn't mind, you put it on, I fell asleep and you were on your phone. I was listening, it's a musical. You were on your you didn't even want to watch it. You just wanted me to put good. You to were sleep. cooking. You were going in to make something to eat, and you're like, "Oh, just throw on whatever you want." And I had been talking about Hamilton. I was like, "You've never seen it? No, I've never seen it. Oh, so I just put that on. I was just putting it on while you were in cooking." It's like four days long. It's just, <laughs> you know, seriously. Jesus I don't know. Christ. Different horses, courses, is yeah, and, and yeah. All that sort of thing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I leave me royal at. Because it came down to the last one and I was watching the race. I was like, I fucking knew Hamilton was going to win it. And then I was like, oh, safety car comes out. Nah, it's not going to be out in time. And then I came right down to the last lap. I was like, oh my God, he won. I was like, no, they're going to appeal it. So I can't be happy yet if Verstappen won the World Championship. So that's me, Royal. It's all it's all but up in the air. Have it's not some? Hamilton, is it? No, Verstappen is won. Other, yeah, it's between two others, isn't it? No, no, it's Verstappen and Hamilton. Oh, it is Hamilton. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's why you're vexed. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's a, he got over okay. overtook on the last lap. Why do you not like him? He's just disingenuous. Uh, he's just so it's... media trained. He goes to every circuit, and every circuit is, oh, these are the best fans in the world. Brazil has the best fans. Mm. Two weeks ago, two weeks ago, he said the Italians were the fucking best fans in the world. He's just all so media trained. It's just, mm. it's just really hard to to believe anything he says and. I just, I just mm. don't like that disingenuous. Uh, you don't like him. It's just all PR speak. It's just mm-hmm. so corporate, and um, you know, as soon as he's interviewed, oh, first of all, I want to say huge thanks to you know Max, great race today. And I was like, you don't fucking think that. Like, <laughs> you mm. don't want to lose. You want to, you want to win. Like, I know, but you can, yeah, okay. I suppose it's like clapping when you don't win in the Oscars and being like, yeah. <laughs> They deserved it, you know. Yeah. And deep down, you're going, they didn't fucking deserve it. Yeah, I wanted to I fucking win it. that. That was mine. <laughs> that was my fucking name all over it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, oh, well done. Wow, brilliant. Oh, I'm yeah. so happy for you're, Leo. You're my favourite actress this week. Of course you won. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. that, that's my smiles and rails. Have you got any smiles and rails for me? Uh, smiles would be obvious. It would be this weekend. So, yeah. What was it about this half- weekend? <laughs> Half a month. Half a month. <laughs> uh, half a, half month. a month. I know, right? Mm. Um, yeah, no, we had a lovely time. We did. So we did. 
So not that we can really go anywhere or anything like that, but no, no actually, no, we did. We went to Kildare Village, didn't we? We had a lovely uh, see, time there. You don't like a mooch. I like a mooch. You like to call it getting out for fresh air. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is again, this is another two weeks slash half a month. So all I say, it's like bringing a dog out for a walk. Do you want to go for a walk? We get out for a little bit of fresh air. Yeah. Do you want to go for a mooch? Nah. It's so boring. I don't like window shopping. No. I don't mind the, the coffee in your You don't like window shopping. You don't like window shop because you've fucking bought everything. Yeah. Through the internet. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you don't uh, like window shopping because you've nothing left to buy. You're actually at the point where it's <laughs> not a need to have absolutely everything. And yet, how much did you spend this week? No. <laughs> <laughs> My time with you. <laughs> I was bored, okay? I couldn't leave the house. Yeah. So, What's your excuse yeah. all the other times? I, I was <clears throat> bored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your favourite saying? Treat yourself. Treat oh, yourself. yourself. Oh, no, you yeah. fucking... You took that and ran with it. Oh, stop. Would you like to say about your TV that you didn't need? Did, of course I needed a new of course I needed a TV. Did did you? Yes. Did you? Did you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks class though, doesn't it? It is good. No, yeah, it's I did, I did do uh, as job. you keep telling me all the way through the movie. Um, <laughs> Look at that, you can see the pores on his face. Look at that. You <laughs> you just reminded me when we were uh. driving and we were talking about something so random and then all of a sudden a random thing about what was it? And I said, how did you get to that point? Because you were talking about cars. Oh, I was thinking about the TV in the game. <laughs> I like, you fucking nerd. <laughs> I know what you're like, on about. I was like... "What? How did that go about? We were driving. Because I, I was overtaking a car. You were overtaking. <laughs> and it reminded me of playing Gran Turismo, where I was overtaking cars. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't remind you of anything. No, the, the, I, circ- the situation did. It just shows you how much you listen to me, because the next thing, we just came to this topic of conversation of that. I was like, how did you get there from there? Oh, I was thinking of the game and TV at home. Right. <laughs> do, you, do you want to go there, Ashling, do you? What have you got on me for that? <laughs> <laughs> do you really want to go to how your fucking mind works? I'd love to know. I'd love to have it explained to me. <laughs> you are the queen of random shit that comes out of your mouth. And you're like, it makes sense in my head. I was like, I'm fucking glad it does. <laughs> It makes sense in your head when you figure it out. Too. I know that's that's why we're well suited. <laughs> yeah, you you probably just get freaked out a little bit. Like I knew that was weird, but I got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the that's the worrying thing. It's like it's not you. It's like you got it. You understood it. <laughs> yeah, so that was a smile. Yeah, after definitely, and plus, like I hadn't actually left the house as well mm. um, until I came up to see yourself. Literally, so. literally, never left yeah. the house. No, yeah. no, 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 not even and, to go to the shop. Pe- people don't understand what you're like. Mm-hmm. I have to <laughs> you, you cannot sit still no 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 like I, I got a lot of housework done the cooking was on top form the kids must have thought they were in a hotel because i was doing fry ups in the kids morning cooking all day in a hotel with you <laughs> so yeah and those are coming out to see you now that was that was the highlight oh mm. so, yeah i know thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> you got a royal covid arm covid everything what COVID happened arm. <laughs> I went and got the vaccine. What happened that day? I got the vaccine. Had to go into isolation that night. <laughs> oh, so fucking difficult. Finally, so I haven't I haven't spoken about it on the podcast, but and I'm not getting into it. You've only got the <laughs> you've only got the vaccine now. I'm not yeah. get, I'm not going into any of that. 
And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, fucking brilliant. This is this is brilliant. A few more weeks, we'll be able to go everywhere down <laughs> south because you have to be double vaxxed. Mm-hmm. The day you got <laughs> your vaccine, fucking Ethan tested got positive. Mm-hmm. I was like, True. oh, man. But so you've had the a, vaccine. Yeah, but mm-hmm. you got COVID arm. What's that? Uh, COVID arm? I didn't even know what it was until... Um, no, to be fair... I, Somebody mentioned it to me, but I didn't. I've never heard of it until that point. It's mm. uh, the injection site that happens. It was always itchy, but a week later, it turned into a massive rash all over my yeah, arm. Yeah, it's massive. Like it's, it's yeah. like the size of your absolutely massive bicep. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Um, but yeah, it was so itchy and. Yeah, so literally, you're like, oh, don't be afraid to get the vaccine. Nothing will happen. Nothing happened to me. I get COVID arm. <laughs> and like you. I've been itching for a week and like my arms all swollen that rash yeah mm, it's, it's going down now to be fair so it's Good. not too bad but mm. um, yeah it was sore like, so I'm looking forward to the second one it should be <laughs> <laughs> my, my arm was fucking killing me after because I'd had my booster but I wasn't telling yeah. you that. <laughs> you didn't tell me that at all oh it doesn't hurt Ashley. It, it doesn't hurt it doesn't hurt getting it don't I know that. <laughs> it hurts that night to fucking sleep, though, doesn't it? And then I had that for two weeks. You had one night of that. I yeah, had two weeks. I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're an ass. You love really me. You really are. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love you. Uh, yeah, I have to Oh, my God. I'm lovable. Yeah. I'm a nine, but I'm lovable. Oh, yeah, that, ex- that, that is just... And you need that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a nine... <laughs> But I'm lovable. See, I'm cute with it. Yeah. You know, I, I you can get away with I, it. Yeah, yeah I, I get away with that. I get away with yeah. that sort of cheeky chappy. I'm not obnoxious. Yeah. I just, I just yeah. have this skill for walking the line of it's a little bit cheeky. It's like mm. it's, it's a little scamp. You know, yeah. you, you you're tussle my hair. You're not quite a dickhead. You're just like, oh, he's a bit of a dickhead. Like, yeah, live so. it, live it. But I'm <laughs> your dickhead. Yeah, yeah. And in case I ever are. forgot that, it's on your fucking Valentine's present to me. Yeah, that you gave me this morning. Yesterday. Well, <laughs> yeah, see, you see, you have to watch these wee things with you because it's subtly done and you don't know everything. To do. <laughs> so I get, I get a cup of tea and it says dickhead on it, right? And no, like, no, no, no. Valen- say- your Valentine no. present to me was That's a mug yours. that says you're a dickhead, but you're my dickhead on it. Yeah. And you got but it I for breakfast for this morning. Yeah, I fucking did, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah you fucking <laughs> did. <laughs> you fucking earned it too. <laughs> so I can't be an asshole and go, yeah, thanks for the tea, dickhead. Yeah. But then at the same time, you're giving me the dickhead mug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After I made your breakfast, you even with you being a dickhead. A, you do make a good breakfast, to be fair. I make a good fry. I do a good summer fry. Shit dinner, because you nearly shit yourself. <laughs> can, can you clarify this for everyone that's listened? I didn't shit myself. Um, am I still a dickhead, though? Of course you're not. You're absolutely wonderful. Right, Love <laughs> You, this is, this is going to sound so fucking disturbed. You wish I shit myself. Because that would oh, yeah. that would have given you the upper hand. It would have given me some kind of harm, but if you were to shit yourself, we would not be talking today. And not because I would have left you. You would have left the fucking... Oh, place. absolute mortification, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, you would have. And, like, literally, you would have been out of the bed and played tickets. You yeah. would have been gone. 
Yeah. Put Alan at your house. It was. <laughs> Do you know that we've been together a year and he's cooked me one dinner? He's scared himself that badly. I've had one meal cooked for me. It's not because of that. It's because we get so little oh, time. Come on. So that I get a takeaway or we go out you, when we could go out for dinner during the summer. You don't want to shit the bed. It's the, that's what. I, I know. Call me weird. I'm such a fucking weirdo. <laughs> Sorry what for not wanting we... to shit the bed. I got the plastic sheets and everything. <laughs> I had them myself anyway. <laughs> for when you're not there. <laughs> oh. oh. For fuck's sake, not again. <laughs> I'm giving out to myself. Jesus Christ, Alan, you need to go dial before you go to bed. <laughs> it was me just trying to sprinkle mozzarella everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Powdering it up. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, you do a good, a good breakfast. Nah, that's a really right. good one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you earned the move this morning, though. Ah, you wait, because I noticed these wee things. You see, and you're going to get a better mug. See, I wasn't. I wasn't going to say anything. You mentioned. Oh, you you mentioned the mug you this morning. I no, wasn't no, going to no. mention the little picker. You brought it up. No, no, no. You see, we're two alike. Yeah, that's we are, what I, yeah. That was an that was an Ashley move, and yeah. I would smirk to myself, and I would have laughed when I was drunk from it. I, I wouldn't you drink be like from you. your dickhead mug. You drink from that dickhead mug. I wouldn't you be. enjoy it. <laughs> I wouldn't drink be as petty as you were. Oh, stop. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> is this going to end us with like an argument? Yeah. <laughs> and that is the end of the Straight Talk of Mental Health podcast and my relationship. <laughs> and my relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Snap. <laughs> oh, anyone listening to this going, yeah, they're fucking well suited. Turn that oh, fucking yeah. off. <laughs> I've always said from the beginning we've actually um, made it easier for anybody else for us because we've taken ourselves out of the equation now. Oh yeah, this is we're doing our bit for mm. humanity. Like we're not inflicting no. ourselves on on anyone else. Absolutely, a hundred percent. So <laughs> there will be a space in heaven for us. Well, well not for well, you. For, not no, for me. No. no. <laughs> You're going to be listening to the elevator music window. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. Straight to hell. I was wrapping that dickhead mug down to you. <laughs> <laughs> the weather's lovely up here, Alan. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the smiles and riles anyway. Yeah. What was the rile? Mm-hmm. I can't even remember. <laughs> your dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me. I'm your rile. No, what was it? COVID. 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 Oh, COVID army. Yeah, Isolation. Yeah. yeah, all that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god so this week on the straight talk and mental health podcast we are talking suicide and as usual whenever we talk about subjects like this we do usually give a little bit of a trigger warning if this so if this is something that brings up some big emotions as it does for a lot of people just bear that in mind maybe take a break but but do come back because you're certainly going to learn something today We've covered suicides, we've t- we've had guests on that have attempted suicide, we've had guests on that have considered suicide, and what we haven't had is someone on that's been left behind after suicide. And that's exactly what we're going to do today when we talk to Amy T. <laughs> Hello. Sounds like a rapper, Amy. Yeah. I thought it was so, me and P that used to be the rappers. Like, you're going you're gonna to fucking drop a hot first for us. Honestly, drop a hot 16 bars. I should have prepared something. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to freestyle yeah that's it uh, <laughs> amy amy t amy t where in the world are you uh, i'm currently on the isle of wight yeah yeah i'm away i'm a, I'm a dorset girl but i'm currently i work gail. over here so that's yeah. me <laughs> gail, 
Uh, but yeah, I work over here, so I'm over here at the moment. Yeah. Well, what do you work at? What do you do over there? Sorry. What do you do over there? What do you work at? Uh, I'm an activity instructor, so oh, like good. climbing, uh, abseiling, zip wires, stuff like that. And oh. yeah, it's good Pretty fun. Cool. Yeah. Did complain. you get any of the storm, or did it just hit Ireland here? Did uh, I mean, of... weather's not been great, but not not being too horrendous. It's been bad there. Oh yeah, well we did, we just storm here over the last couple of days, but oh, uh, dear. <laughs> uh, a couple of airborne trampolines in people's houses stuck on people's gym uh, oh. roofs and stuff like that. So <laughs> yeah, no, we okay, we had a lucky escape then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't too bad. The worst, the worst I had was I was woken up by the wind and the rain about six o'clock Tuesday morning, and the first thought that came into my head is my recycling bin didn't go out the previous week, so it's full to the gills. And I was like, oh no, my fucking oh, recycle t- bin is going to be everywhere. <laughs> oh, no but it was it was still upright. So I was like, all right, <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take it. it. Other people yeah. might be losing their garden sheds. Didn't even yeah. knock over my recycling bin. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm all good on that. And I'm glad I'm glad you're you're keeping well over there with the weather. Yeah, um, Amy, you got in touch with us. You got in touch yeah, with us I and I read out I read out your, your message a, a couple of weeks ago. Um, for anyone that didn't um didn't hear the previous one i'm just gonna let you know what and how amy came on to came onto our radar so you were very very graciously first of all you gave us a shout out on your wrapped on your on, or no it wasn't your wrapped it was it was your instagram story on my instagram yeah of course yeah thank you thank you so much for that that's no honestly couldn't not what you guys doing is something that i've been kind of looking for for a very long time so when i when i found your guys podcast honestly helped me massively so thank you guys for doing it (laughs) no thanks thanks for thanks for listening thanks for finding us so our message that we had from you was honestly can't thank you guys enough for this episode this was our suicide episode really means a lot to me i lost my boyfriend last year to suicide and was unfortunate enough to be the one who also found him and with lockdown and everything else it's been horrendous to deal with but want to spread as much positivity and awareness as possible. So this means the world. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> There's a lot in that, Amy. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, not, not at all. No, but, it's but, you a know, genuine if I'm going message. after reading it, I, I can I can scarcely imagine what it was what it was like for you. Can you maybe tell us a little bit about uh, about the relationship that you were in before you know it got to that point and how things were going or what life yeah. looked like pre pre suicide, I suppose. I think that was like the scariest part, to be honest with you, because it was what life looked like was positive. And we were, it's my first serious relationship and we were, we were going places. I mean, at the time we were working in France, so we were traveling, we were away and it was, yeah, perfect, perfect relationship. And I mean, I'm, I'm only 22 now and I was nine, uh, I was, how old was that? It was last year. So if I was 20, 21. I was 20 at the time. I turned 21 <laughs> at the end of the year. I was 20 at the time. Mm. Um, and yeah, and it was the first serious relationship where I saw it going places and yeah, I was settling down and whatever it was, whatever it was, whatever happens in a relationship, you know. And yeah, and the main thing was, and like you touched on it in, in that episode that I listened to was about like he was the most positive person I've ever met. And he definitely wasn't handed uh, the best deck of cards in life. He had a very, very hard upbringing um, and he actually lost his mum to suicide. Um, and his dad died as well when he was, he was 21, 20, early 20s. So he had, a, he had a really hard life, but he was so positive and that mm. was something that attracted me to him. Um, and yeah, every, everything was glorious. It was perfect, you know. Um, 
but then yeah clearly it it didn't end that way unfortunately mm. but um yeah the relationship itself was all i could have asked for to be honest with you how long were you together at uh, at that point so it was it was it was coming up to two years so about oh, a year and a half yeah, so it was a yeah, it was significant a amount of time you, you knew each other you know as well as yeah. you probably can know anyone yeah. with, you know within that amount for sure yeah. yeah we were we were best friends a boyfriend girlfriend best friends it was like yeah he was amazing <laughs> yeah so you're in this you're, you're in this wonderful relationship you're you know you're you're two years in um yeah things things are all going good was there any any warning signs before any of this happened you know was had you thought oh all right he's maybe a little bit down here or was there any yeah. any indicators beforehand um no however so it was a it was a bit of a weird one so obviously like i knew him really well and i knew about his past with his parents and everything mm. he'd been through um i knew that before i'd i we became a, a couple i knew that he had actually attempted beforehand and it was actually looking looking back now because you start to piece everything together yeah, one yeah. well i guess once it's too late i guess you could say but we i started piecing everything together and looking back now different but at the time i knew he tried it and it was actually only a couple months before we'd officially become a, a couple and yeah like i say looking back now maybe there were but at the time no i knew that he'd been through a dark been in a dark place and the, those thoughts had been there but like I say, he was so positive and yeah, I just could never have imagined it happening again or happening full stop. Mm. So you would had, it was, I suppose, what, two, two and a half years then since, since his previous attempt? Uh, yeah. At that point, yeah. yeah. So, you know, things, things were going good with G, as I said, you were best friends, you were young love, you were on the, on the, on the cusp really of, of, of adult life and, you know, stepping into the world together. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that was, yeah, it's, that's the mad thing about it. Like the amount you kind of pieced together after it's happened. Maybe there were the warning signs there, but I would never have seen them at the yeah. time. And, and I think realising that was, yeah, hard. Yeah, so I suppose I'm, I'm kind of reluctant to go there, but I suppose we have to go there because it was, it was, in, it was in the message that you'd sent. You found them. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, I did. Mm. Um, yeah, it. Oh, yeah, still, still haunts me to the day, of course. But uh, it's uh, such a cliche. But time is a massive healer, and it's such a cliche. And I remember when it happened, people telling me that, and just feeling so angry mm. and frustrated with those people because just thinking, how dare you say that? You have no idea what I'm going through, how I'm feeling right now. But. Um, yeah, through as time's gone on, it's it, it it is a massive healer, and it's something I would like people to know that because I remember thinking, "Shut up, yeah. <laughs> like you're you're chatting shit, basically." Yeah. But it, it it really is. Um, but yeah, I was, I suppose, in a way, lucky because I wasn't by myself when we found him. Uh, it's not lucky, but yeah, in comparison yeah, to what yeah. it could have been um and yeah i was very i was very lucky to be with two of his close friends um and we kind of got to go through that awful traumatic experience but we got to do it together so that made it a little bit more comforting mm. looking back now 
but I reached out to other people that I know have been through the same thing and they were all on their own so I can yeah it must have been awful to those people good I don't know what I would have done yeah could, could you maybe could you maybe tell us a little bit of the circumstances around how, how you found them like was it just yeah of course um so well to put it bluntly we were we were having a couple of issues and like I say I was really young so 20 years mm. old I mean I'm only 22 mm. now but I was 20 at the time you're and... ancient now Amy <laughs> <laughs> Rot off 22 oh, give it up just just, just give it up now <laughs> <laughs> oh dear no I was yeah I was 20 at the time and I started so I've just said to you like our relationship was mm. perfect but it started coming to my head and we were traveling and stuff like that and I was meeting we were meeting so many different people and it started jumping in my head these thoughts of like oh but am I ready to like settle down and you know, make make this the the mm. real deal type type thing, and so I started to have a couple of doubts. To be totally honest with you, and I was fully open with him, and I told him about it, and the pl- the plan we come up with, and we spoke about it, and we were, we were such a really open relation, uh, as in we could talk mm. about mm. everything. That's a, that's um, a different <laughs> open relationship can be yeah, a very so different so thing. We, Thanks we for clarifying. <laughs> of course, we wouldn't be here to judge, but. <laughs> open in terms of communication okay. i'll clarify yeah. that <laughs> yeah we we were fully we communicated Brilliant. everything every yeah. feeling every emotion so it was yeah that was perfect and yeah so i openly said um potentially having a couple of doubts because i don't know if i'm ready to for this to be it you know um and we were fine and, and he handled it perfectly and he was like cool let's just have a bit of space so we decided to spend i was having an evening with the girls he was going to have the evening with the boys and just kind of have that bit of time apart because we were we were living together really quickly. We were working together. It was it was twenty four mm-hmm. hours of a day, you know, um, and yeah. So we did that, but of course, like I say, we live on a centre, so it's an activity centre with all the staff, and so of course the girls' night and the boys' night become mm-hmm. one big night, and you know, alcohol was flowing. <laughs> you know how it how it goes, Shocked to hear and that, yeah. Just, <laughs> We just became <laughs> we just became a bit maybe it was me again out it's not an excuse but I had alcohol everything and kind of was just like felt like he was kind of on top of me so I was like just let me mm. have my night uh, so we it ended up in a bit of an argument um, but yeah and then I was still out he well from my understanding was he went to bed uh, I was out still. Uh, I eventually did go back. It was about three, four a.m. And when I got back, I went to our room where we were staying to find um, suicide notes. And we had loads of pictures on our wall of me and him, like covered the wall in mm-hmm. um, photos. They were all on the bed, um, along with just um, a piece of rope. Obviously, like I say, we're activity instructors, so we have like what we call dead rope, and we practice our knots and stuff in that. And there was just a piece of rope on the bed, which I guess looking back now was kind of like a, this is what I've done. Um, and then, so as soon as I got back, um, I kind of skim read these notes to think, is there anything in these? I got the gist of what was happening, but didn't get a chance to read them. I then instantly phoned um, one of his good friends who I knew was still up along. And then we went and woke up his other friend. And then it took us about two hours um but it was kind of like a full investigation like we went full detective mode um 
and we were walking around this site which was quite a big site so and then we noticed things um like the ladder from one of our activities was missing so then that was like another little step in in this investigation or whatever you want to call it and um we ended up getting our our big boss uh came in onto the site um and luck i say luckily but it, looking back now it is luckily um our big boss was really good friends with the chief of police out in france where we were at the time who then contacted him so we had the police instantly came and helped because luckily he had that tie with that that member of the police force um but yeah myself and the two friends of his took us about two hours but eventually yeah we did we did find him and he was well i don't want to get too into detail but he was down in the woods <laughs> yeah. um yeah so it was horrendous and yeah it's very very traumatic time obviously and when uh, you read those when you read those notes i mean are you in full panic mode are you thinking he's just drunk you know are you, are you automatically going to oh jesus christ this is or is it like oh, he's fucking pissed he's you know it's what, what what's your mindset at the time honest, at the time honestly all i thought was he's drunk it's just like yeah, a scare yeah, tactic yeah. it's just uh how can I shake her up a bit, you know? Um, if it were to happen again now, though, after that experience, my instant mm. thought is panic. Mm. Like, my mindset has completely changed. And, yeah, it's... So you... It was just, yeah. So you, like, you know, and anyone that's in a relationship, alcohol, argument, it fucking happens. It's going to happen... Yeah, of Probably course. about yeah, yeah, two billion times this weekend... Of course, it's, it's not. It happens every single night. Had a few more, too many yeah. drinks. Argument kicks off. That's it. In the morning, yeah. Sober heads. That's it. Yeah, that's Sorry it. About last night, take it. Take your that's chances it. in the bedroom. Go for it, and that's it. <laughs> that's that's all. Like that's, that's where it. you're going. I mean, this is this is an everyday an everyday situation. Yeah, yeah. And you get back and there, and you're thinking, all head. right, it's it's a scare tactic. It's you know. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I really did. Uh, it's kind of, it's kind of a, obviously it's a huge regret now, but obviously at the time, like you just said, it happens. So mm. I just was like, he's fine. He's just going to be falling asleep somewhere or drinking somewhere hidden just to give us a scare. Mm. But, but, but yeah, obviously as well. Uh, he had taken himself far away or it had taken his two hours to find him where he was. Um, so he was still on the gra- the grounds of the site. However, the site that I was on, was it's quite hard it, it was surrounded by forest but you wouldn't consider the forest as part of the grounds although it mm-hmm. was because you'd never go mm-hmm. there for work when we're with the guests and stuff like that you'd never go there so you wouldn't think of that to be kind of the place to go you know you like no one would mm-hmm. go there it was just surrounded by forests like yeah so but it took us two hours because like i'd never been to this part of the site that i was on along with his friends it was just so it was yeah it was a really bizarre place mm, to be honest yeah. looking back i suppose uh, if, if if i'm being entirely honest amy i'm i'm faced with a bit of a, a quandary in that i'm trying to be as delicate and as sensitive as i can with you that's okay however yeah for people that may be considering suicide you know i'd like them to hear this is this is what happens you know and we yeah. and we've said you know you can go back to our suicide episode 
you know, suicide doesn't end the pain, it just passes it on. Yeah, and that's something that really resonated with me when you said that in, in, in the episode, mm. the, su- the suicide episode, honestly, that's something that really like hit me right in the feels, you know, because it's, it's so true. It, yeah. And, and I, and you, I, I remember, I remember you also saying in that episode, like everyone has the thought and after what I've been through, like the thought has definitely come into my head and I'm sure it has for all my mm, loved ones mm. as well. And for everyone, like you said, but it's something that it, it's so true. You're just going to cause pain for all your loved ones. And even when you feel like you don't have, so don't have any loved ones, you yeah. do. And yeah, it really does. It, you just pass that pain on, and it's it's fucking horrendous. Yeah. We had um, we had singer Carl Patterson on one of our one of our early uh, one of our early shows called Nice Guy Call, as we yeah. called him. Calls calls our gentle giant, but Carl <laughs> had um, he had suffered a lot of trauma as a result of finding someone that had had, had hung themselves. Uh, this I can't remember if it was someone. He was definitely somebody new from the town because, and we were able to speak about it off air. But he found this individual not someone that he had any sort of emotional connection to him. And he was traumatized by this experience. I mean, yeah, did, did you experience surprised. any of that? I mean, you're discovering your partner, your, your, your partner of two years. It's, um, it's something that it's taken a very long time to deal with. And also it's something I still actually deal with. And I think that's what a lot of people don't fully understand. Like it's not something you just see it and yeah. get over it. It's something I still have nightmares quite often. Um, I'll have nights without sleep because it just will, the, the, the images are just there, you know, like, um, I mean, I've not ever been officially, I guess, diagnosed with it, but PTSD is definitely a thing. Nightmares and, and flashbacks and stuff like that. So certainly. Nightmares, flashbacks. Um, there's things that I can't. So obviously going into a bit more detail, but obviously, he hung himself so obviously when it comes to things like if someone were to touch my neck or mess around I instantly am in panic and seeing other people messing around and Mm. with that area it's something that I I can't witness and I feel instantly like upset or angry um yeah there's there's lots of things you have to deal with when you see Mm. something like that and it's it's horrendous I didn't sleep for I think it was four 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 nights like four days i didn't i fully didn't sleep because as soon as i shut my eyes that's Mm. all i could see um yeah it's it's something i wish on nobody but Um, i mean even without even seeing those images in your mind but i mean four days without sleep you must be borderline insane you know you're for sure there was hallucinating yeah yeah Steep deprivation is is a, yeah. a UN sanctioned form of torture. Yeah, for sure. It was even um, so a, a big one, especially for my friend who was also there. Uh, a big one for him was mirrors and reflections. Um, and I, I personally was quite lucky to not experience it, but it sounded horrendous. And he would say that it's like if he looked in the mirror, he feel like he's just stood there behind him, or or just. Yeah, there was. He actually requested for all his mirrors to be removed from his room because he was that shook up by mm. reflections. And yeah, and it, it luckily is something like I say. I didn't experience mine was more at night time with nightmares and things like that. But um, yeah, we all dealt with it in very, or had very different experiences afterwards. That's mm. for sure. Um, 
but yeah no it's it's yeah it was horrendous for all three of us it was yeah well i mean you know some of the symptoms you would look look for around ptsd would be kind of re-experiencing that event avoidance of anything that maybe maybe a reminder or anything that you know is is a reminder is you know physically triggering and stuff like that so the flashbacks the nightmares yeah. distressing images popping yeah. into mind the physical sensations that that's that's the re-experiencing yeah. the avoidance then not going near forests you know bits of rope yeah. you know anything like that that can be a reminder you know for some people and maybe after a car crash it may be getting into a car you know you don't drive I've, I've certainly had clients like that of after a car yeah. crash they've, they've never gotten back into a car um and then the hyper arousal yeah. so you're feeling irritable angry stressed sleeping problems difficulty concentrating um so they're yeah you know from from the bits you've described there it's fairly fairly textbook ptsd post-traumatic stress disorder yeah yeah it's um funny it's not funny it's uh funny mm. you mentioned cars though because even driving so dr- i won't drive at night unless I absolutely have to driving at night is a massive one. And like, I mean, yeah, going past forest, there are trees everywhere. I just, I can't do it, especially with like the light of the cars. I'll just kind of get like flashes of mm. what I don't want to see. Um, there's times where we'll do like events with all, all of the guys I work with, which are great fun, but I'll have to go and like check the area first because I don't want to be having a couple of drinks and then start thinking, there's something going on over there when really mm. that it's just in my head it's it's a it's a yeah it's a crazy experience and uh, it's one that does definitely it does last a long time it takes time mm. for sure but it definitely mm. is getting better so that's good so you've got i suppose if we, if we can kind of go back to the aftermath of it a little bit i mean so there's no sleep yeah. four days no sleep i mean yeah at that point just alone off that yeah. you're going you, you know you're going to be going out of your head i mean you you're just yeah. a zombie at it, that point it, with, with with no sleep after that after that amount of time what what yeah happens after that have your memories of you know is there funeral arrangements is there is there you know is the gossip yeah. is it a small town is you know what's going on is it the talk of the town is it in the media it, it so it wasn't in the media it were but in terms of the arrangements it was something i really i was really keen mm. to be involved in um obviously like i say so we were we were abroad at the time so we had to arrange all the stuff with the, the coroner to get them first of all him from over there to back over here which was an abs- absolute chaos um i was again i feel quite lucky in that um so you know i mentioned his mum actually mm. also commit suicide um his auntie kind of took on the role of, yeah, of mum for him both, and both she his parents both of his parents were gone both his parents were gone yeah so i, ne- I never mm. unfortunately got to meet either of them because before i'd met him they were they were gone but like i say his auntie kind of took on the mum role and she well, I hate to say it, and it's it's kind of an awful way to put it, but I guess she was kind of professional in this area because she's seen so much, like, mm. she'd seen so much of this, which, I honestly, she's probably the strongest woman I've ever met. Um, but, yeah, so she kind of, she knew what she needed to do, basically, and I was really lucky to be able to kind of just kind of support where I could and also have her to support me because I didn't have that. I, I'm, I've never lost anybody, so it was, um, it was a 
big deal for myself and she kind of knew exactly what steps you needed to take um so I'm really lucky in that sense but um yeah kind of just got to, I, I made sure that I was a part of kind of everything that needed to happen in terms of the funeral and stuff like that uh it did take some time and we were really lucky because we did get to do the funeral before lockdown started so we got to have a, like a really good send-off for him and it was, a re- it was a a really sad day but also a really positive one um and got to meet those people mm-hmm. that I hadn't got to meet yet through him I'm, so, I'm not sure if you're aware yeah, of it at the moment but yeah I was involved uh, in everything I know you're getting quite agitated as you as you talk about it there's you know it's obviously still still brings up a lot for you physically yeah of course yeah yeah of course I think um yeah like I say it's not something you can just and I think for other people it's uh knowing that it's not just something you can just get over and I sometimes look back now and regret how positive I was about it in terms of acting like I was fine I think it's a case of people knowing Mm. it's okay not to be okay and it's something that maybe I should have accepted that I mean I didn't sleep but I went back to work after two days yeah because I was so like no I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine but then when you Mm. put on this face that you're fine people then quickly just think oh she's fine and I lost a lot of people because when I it, when it I guess it took time to hit me mm. what had actually happened and even now sometimes it will hit me again but by this point people think I'm fine so therefore when I do reach out mm. they don't understand I guess but then no one else had was kind of in the same shoes like when did it hit you it. Amy um but yeah how did it hit you so obviously when it happened it was such a, you know, you get that adrenaline rush and you get that, uh, it, it takes time to settle in. Uh, when it, do you know what? I don't even know if I can't answer the question because it's just been such a like roller coaster. And because of, like I say, we went only a few weeks after went into lockdown. So then I was stuck in my house with my parents who mm. I haven't lived with for over a year for what was it the first three weeks we had of just in the house and that's pretty much it and my parents have been absolutely amazing don't get me wrong but also they weren't there they weren't so I feel for them massively because I was a bit of a bitch to be honest (laughs) to put it really blunt because it's like I was asking for something from them but I didn't actually know what I wanted um but yeah, when it, sorry, it did actually answer your question. I don't know when it hit me. I feel like even now, sometimes it will hit me one day and the next I'll be absolutely fine. So still impacted by it. Um, yeah, 100%, 100%. Some, yeah, some, some days I'm the most positive girl you'll ever meet and the next I'll just be like, I need a day to just get my head back together because, and I, yeah, like I said, I think that's the really, that's the hardest part of, like I say, being left behind is, and especially, witnessing what I have witnessed is that nobody even the people I was with nobody's going to understand because you everyone handles things in very different ways I'm a massive talker but I was with two of his good mates who who Mm. aren't which is absolutely fine but obviously they're the only people that were there when it happened and now I don't feel I could talk to them because we deal with things in very different ways the only other people that could Um, possibly know what you're going through are people just not able to not able to talk about it yeah i would say so yeah and that, don't get me wrong they're two of the strongest people again like to all three of us to go through such a traumatic thing 
Um, but yeah, they're so, I mean, I don't know how to put it, but it's, uh, and I, I feel like society is a lot better nowadays, but obviously, like you, I think you touched on it as well in the, the suicide episode about, especially in males who, unfortunately, it has progressed in society that they're not, it, it, it makes mm. them babyish or, or whatever to speak. And it, it's something that definitely does still stand, but it definitely is getting better. But yeah, the, the two lads are with are very much like, nah, we're fine, we're fine. And fair play to them, because I think that is... Yeah, but yeah. when you know they're not, and you're trying to get them to talk, it's so like, mm. come on! I know that you there's you've got stuff going on, and mm. I want I want us to be able to help each other. But yeah, as a as a female who is, I'm such a talker. Like I'm, I struggle sometimes, and especially since like I um because I don't feel like someone's on the same wavelength as me, I do find it really hard to talk to people. But I've I've always been very open about how I'm feeling. So to not be able to speak to the people who were there it is quite yeah. difficult at times you know it's interesting i had a client recently who sure. had come in for grief he'd lost a parent uh, he was the eldest he was worried about the other siblings and uh, I, I would see this an awful lot um in people that have gone through grieving no one wants to talk about it because they're afraid of upsetting everyone else but everyone needs to fucking talk That's about it, it. Yeah. Tell me, honestly mm. it's it's so true and even myself like I will always talk positively but there's times when I just want to have a big cry and just go full mm. pelt I feel like shit and this is why and like you weren't there and I get angry and it's something yeah it's something that is it's yeah it's a yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah it's a hard thing to talk about, especially to those people that weren't, like I say, haven't seen that and weren't there because you don't want to put that onto them. But you also, for yourself, you need to open up at the same time. It's a yeah. really difficult this, thing. This particular client, sure. he, he had come in and as as our sessions progressed, he was doing you know, doing really well because he was talking about it. He hadn't talked about it. You know, he was afraid of upsetting everyone else. And he was worried about how everyone else was managing it. And there, there yeah. was a family event and spoke to his brother, told his brother, I'm going to counsel. And he went around telling everyone and everyone's like, Jesus, fair play to you. He was quite open about it. Fucking did me the world of good. You know, I think yeah. everyone should. And he spoke to his brother and he was worried about his brother. And his brother was like, no, I says, I'm, I'm fine. Says, I talked to the wife there anytime it's on my mind. And that was the difference. His brother was talking about it. He wasn't talking about it because yeah. he was afraid of upsetting his partner. He was afraid of upsetting other family members. And it was just that piece of being able to talk about it, just yeah. to process it, just to create a narrative around it. That that goes so far that's it, yeah. in an attempt to heal it. Of course, yeah. I think, yeah, that's it. That's it. And that was is something that I wish my boyfriend could have done. And look, looking back now, uh, it's definitely something maybe I've missed. But he, I thought, like I said, we had a really open communication communicative <laughs> we communicated everything mm. in our relationship and then yeah, i think back yeah. now and think was it a lie because i didn't know any of this was going on um so mm. yeah but talking honestly is it's hard but it's you need to do it for sure Hmm. Have have you spoken to anyone professionally? Have you, um, you know, attended therapy or anything? Like yeah. That? So, like you say, I got to a point, and you know, you said about like the lack of sleep, like feeling like a zombie. I got to a point where I was, 
having shouting matches with my parents because obviously bless their hearts like mm. what are they supposed to do and I was horrible to them actually looking back now um but I I was shouting that I need to go into like a mental place like I I, I need help so eventually did get the balls to reach out um I went to my doctor who is actually now a really good pal of mine and we'll have like regular little chats and catch up and stuff um who then uh sent me through an nhs thing didn't quite work out as i wanted it to so then went through private counseling mm. and stuff like that and i think counselors are amazing to do what they do i think it's a, a a really rewarding job however i was just looking for someone that had been through a similar experience that's all i wanted to, that is the only person i wanted to speak to and unfortunately the the, the counselors and things like that that i did speak through hadn't and it just made me quite angry to be honest so I kind of stopped with all of that um but so you, you felt that you needed someone that had gone through I, it, someone that that knows yeah, what I wanted someone like. who had been through something similar and had not got through it because like I say it takes I can imagine it's going to take me years still um but someone mm. who was ahead of me and could be like this is going to be shit but this is this is this is what you need to focus on and you know and that was all i was looking for and in that amy then was there just maybe someone that could maybe give some hope yeah yeah someone you know i've gone through it and you know this that's, is what's helped me it. and you know it's fucking shit i know i remember that place i remember exactly being yeah. where you are now but that's i'm it. here that's now that's all i was looking for i was just looking for someone mm. who yeah mm. like i say was a time ahead of me and was doing okay like they didn't need to be a perfect person they were just doing okay and I was mm. really lucky actually because I got to speak to two people one of which was actually local and it was really weird because we were going to buy a house a couple of years prior and we googled this house because we're weird that's what you do and we actually seen <laughs> yeah. on the news that a lady had actually hung herself in this house that we were going to buy and so um, my mum being the local celebrity that my mother is <laughs> um, in our hometown, um, actually knew of the, the guy that we were going to buy this house of, uh, off of. And so I got to speak to him and he actually found his wife who was in this house that we were going to buy. So got to speak to him and he was amazing and he was in a new relationship. He was really happy and he had it really tough in, in comparison to myself. So that was really mm. comforting. Um, I was also lucky enough to speak to a girl who actually lost her boyfriend in the exact same place that I did, the same site. So, and wow. again, she was in yeah. a she was in a happy relationship. She was she was doing okay, and she yeah, that was a few years ago. Um, and then I also went to this charity um, who do week uh, monthly FaceTimes, and it's all people who had it was. Um, survivors of bereavement through suicide uh, the charity was called and it was just a facetime of all these people who had been through similar or the same situation and where they were in terms of they were a few years on or and how they were feeling mm. at that point so that was really comforting as well so there's definitely mm. there are definitely things out there that helped me so um and counseling wasn't one but it doesn't mean it wouldn't be for someone else mm. yeah yeah just an unfortunate experience for, for mm. yourself for sure yeah. Uh, typically any any client I've I've ever had that's you, you know has experienced suicide a lot of guilt a lot of questioning a lot of what yeah. ifs well what if I did this or 
you know, what if I did that? Or if only, if yeah. only, did you have that experience yourself? Um, guilt is definitely one that, I, and all, everything you just said is all something I've experienced. Um, guilt and yeah, blaming myself is a, a, a massive one. Um, and to be honest, is something that still, of course, comes to my head. Um, but it's suicide is something that, like, for example, say you're that horrible person and you go and tell someone to go and do it, which whoever does. <laughs> but mm, there are mm. unfortunately people that would do that. But even those people, unfortunately, it's it's not their fault. You know, like the 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 person mm. that commits suicide is is the person. Um, yeah. and but in the in the same way amy it's not your fault yes <laughs> no it's not it's yeah. something i've i've definitely that's something i definitely do have to battle with quite a lot because obviously with suicide there's so many questions that you have that are never going to be answered so and for me as mm. a one of my personality traits is being a massive overthinker and unfortunately that is obviously <laughs> something that i think about a lot uh but again cliche but time and just realizing mm. that actually i mean i'm we're coming up to two years now and no one's done it since so it's like it it, it doesn't mean it's you you know it's mm. it's it was a very mm. unfortunate circumstance with the fact that we'd argued as well before it happened so of course i have and mm. I, I have blamed myself but yeah I, I i figured that would be the case which you know goes back to my earlier comment of I'm trying to make that quite clear of this is going to happen probably about five billion times on the planet it, yeah. this weekend. Yeah. You know, this happens every weekend. Every couple has gone through it. You know, no one ever no one ever considers that. And unfortunately, you know, as you said, there there may be people that you know say, Oh fuck off, go and do it, you know. Yeah. But by the same by the same token, there's people who use it. Yeah as a bargaining chip yeah. well if you break up with me i'm going to kill myself and you know the distress that that puts the other person in then and, and the guilt that they feel and the worry and the anxiety that they experience then of will they do it you know and will it be my fault if i break up with them will it yeah you know so for sure it is it is a horrendous experience but as as i think as you rightly said I know you're saying it, and I suppose I'm just questioning if you believe it. It's the person that does it. Yeah. It's it's not the person that says it. No, for sure. I think that's something yeah. people definitely need to, especially people like myself. It's definitely natural. Your first thought is this is my fault, but it's a case of knowing that actually, it's not. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's just as simple as that. To be honest, it's 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 mm. not your fault. Um, yeah you mentioned you you've, you've touched on it there a couple of times of time you know the, the, yeah. the thing we always hear time's a great healer all of this one one thing i would always say to clients is particularly around grief grief doesn't operate by the calendar no. you know but i think and, and i don't know you, maybe you can speak on this for yourself i would see a lot of clients and people are kind of going it's been six months now you know maybe you need to you know, you might need to start moving on a bit now or, you know, you can't be still getting upset about this. It's been X amount of time or it's, uh, uh, did you experience any of that or? Um, yeah. And to be honest, I still feel it now, like to go through such a traumatic time. Um, and like I say, people 
people were really supportive when it first happened and I've never felt mm. sound so so sad but so like popular you know like I had a massive bubble and my bubble just kept getting bigger and looking back now all I could it was that was just fake it was they saw an opportunity to you know dwell on your trauma but anyway it was vicarious celebrity yeah that honestly looking back now that's all it was and I think and I actually got advised that by a woman who had been through something similar was just be careful because you're going to see it and it's so true and I've been probably hurt by more people since it to be honest but anyway in terms of time uh time is a massive healer and I actually stand by that now and like I say when I got told it way back when I just wanted to tell that person to fuck off like it's absolute bollocks shut up you have no mm. idea what I'm going mm. through but mm. um as time has come on gone on I've it's hard it definitely takes a particular person and I'm not someone to dwell on a negative situation like I said I I try to see a positive in absolutely everything so as soon as mm. it happened I was looking for something to to, to, to push me towards being okay you know um mm. but for some people 100 percent, it's going to take a lot longer and f for for ev everyone's different and like i say i was with two others and they've handled it so much differently to myself um but yeah i stand by time as a huge healer and i had and i have had people now though being over a year on that are like oh get over it whatever it's not it's not the case of just get over it i still struggle yeah. massively yeah. and i'll have some it might even be weeks where i'm just so down and it hits me all over again what's happened or i'll have a nightmare and because it feels so real it's like going through the trauma all over again mm -hmm. and that's, that's unfortunately fine. people won't understand that but it's a case of mm. i guess it's just a case of just being strong within yourself and i what kind of motivates me is the fact that yes i've been through this but i really want to use it to make other people's lives better you know i want to be there for other people and kind of prevent anything like this happening to them or happening again unfortunately it will because i'm not a celebrity i can't <laughs> i can't yeah. change the whole world but yeah it's uh <laughs> it's yeah <laughs> it's all i've got to say <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah um <laughs> after that um amy as you as you move forward with, with your life i mean have you dated since is there a relationship since what's it like to go back dating after you know it's always difficult after a breakup you know when you go out and you meet someone new or you're looking to meet someone yeah. what's it like for you after an experience like that um i'll be totally honest with you and again going back to how it affects you i turned into an absolute I turned into a bit I went a bit crazy let's say um mm -hmm. I kind of you go through such a mix of emotions in terms of I felt sad but I also felt hatred towards him but I also love him to pieces and I also mm. so there were I was drinking quite a lot um in comparison to what I normally would I was going out every well night if I could but every weekend at least um and yeah I was going on a bit of a bit of a mad one I wasn't you know I wasn't slutting it up but I was I was I was going out to have a good time and I was just trying to wipe away what had gone on it was like just trying to forget it um self-medicating yeah it was yeah and it, it definitely wasn't the way to handle it or but it it was I just was looking for any reason to just have some fun and 
something good going on you know mm. um but no now i actually i actually am in a relationship now and things are going really well and it's definitely i've so he didn't know him or like we met this year so and it's something that i'm again really open to talk about hence why i'm here now mm. um so i was pretty upfront and honest because i do have waves where i'm like i'm really good one minute really low the next um so i wanted to make him aware of that didn't scare him off so that's a good sign <laughs> but um no we're, we're really good um i do feel for him to have to put up with me but <laughs> but no yeah so you you can move forward in that sense as well it's it's definitely difficult and for me i actually think to start off with probably was just looking for anyone to be kind and to yeah. just give me the love that I no longer had. So was mm. going, yeah, I was going a bit crazy in terms of who I was speaking to and things like that. But then eventually just kind of learn, okay, have a bit of self-worth. Like you do know that you're, you're, you're an okay girl. So, mm. so then eventually, yeah, met a good one. <laughs> good. Was that difficult yeah. at the start for you though, Amy, you know, is there, is there a loyalty to the deceased is there you know guilt around how long you should wait or you know stuff like that uh, a lot of guilt a, mm. a, a lot of guilt um i also i yeah i was so i was quite quickly i was hanging out with um this one guy who did actually know my situation knew him knew and he we quite quickly became we bonded kind of over the situation mm. um i'll be totally honest it's actually one of the guys that i found him with so it was his good friend who, who else um, better to bond with <laughs> yeah so yeah so we bonded very very quickly and everything happened very quickly but i found support in him and we found support in each other so we very quickly yeah were kind of I, well, I guess yeah very quickly seeing each other very quickly progressing into something more than just friends mm. and unfortunately became very very toxic because like I say started dealing with things in very different ways I'm very emotional as a person and he was very not and he we were both different ends of the spectrum basically became very toxic and very just just bad full stop so that no longer progressed but um the guilt that i felt was in oh yeah it really tough because not only was this someone new it was also his friend so it was mm. yeah it was awful i also lost a lot of friends because of it um i had people blocking me on social media because they didn't like the fact that I would, I, I don't really know what they didn't like. I didn't get a chance to ask them because they blocked me. But um, um, yeah, they didn't, I don't know. It was, all, I almost felt, I feel, I still agree because it was like, am I just not meant to be happy again? Like what, what was I supposed to do in that situation? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that, like I say, became very toxic and that I've removed myself from that situation. I do know that I have a friend there if I do ever need to reach out. Um, but like I say, he's not much of a talker, so there's kind of no point at this at this stage now. But um, yeah, but uh, like yeah, to answer your question, I felt really guilty, and it was yeah. a very very difficult and tough feeling because it was like trying to love somebody else, still having love for for him, mm. and 
trying to be happy but not can't be happy because of what's happened and it was just and because of who it was it was a constant reminder tell me about it honestly i can see it in your diary like oh fucking honestly just hopping from one to the other there was there was just no right answer and i wish my so-called friends could have been there for me to kind of help me through that because it the whole thing is and has been an absolute head fuck like you just said Mm. um and i'm blonde as well so i struggle even more (laughs) (laughs) amy said that i said nothing about blondes i'd like to distance myself from that remark she said it (laughs) she can make fun of the blondes i can make fun of fucking asperger's we we can do it but you did that not me It's like, who the fuck are getting messages in? You're fucking slagging off the blondes. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> you touched on something there a couple of minutes ago, Amy, as, as you talked about that mixed emotions that you went through. And, and you touched on one that is, I think, vitally important to make people aware of who are grieving. That is anger. Yeah. And grief sure. does bring a lot of anger. Yeah. And there is a lot of anger towards the deceased, particularly and especially for, you know, anyone that has been lost through suicide. There yeah. is a lot of anger that comes up around that. And I think it's important for people to understand that it's okay to feel angry. Yeah, it's... It, like I say, I can only go off my situation, but hearing from lots of others, they definitely had, not necessarily harder, but for me, even more of a head fuck, I guess. But um, for myself, I was... Like I said, he left suicide notes, so he left, and they were really lovely. Luckily, like it wasn't a, it wasn't playing the blame game. It wasn't, it was, it was. This is just what's best for me, basically. And I love you, but I, I feel like things will be better this way. Um, so I was quite lucky to not have the blame game and stuff like that. It's just a case of when you do lose someone to suicide, you can't ask any questions you have no answers to the questions that come up and the frustration that you feel and i still feel now like the amount of i I couldn't pinpoint one question but the amount of things i could ask and i've had dreams about it where i've come across him in my dream and i just got angry and was like throwing punches and i was (laughs) uh, it's Mm. a it's a feeling that you can't describe but it's Anger is a massive, massive part of it. That's for sure. And just, it's a headspace that I've not been in. So to try and understand that angers me because it's like, why would you do this and leave me like this? And my family who took you in like their own because he didn't have the mum and dad role. My mum and dad took on that role other than his auntie as well. And he had nieces and nephews who were like toddlers, babies and Oh, seeing them after, I just, that's what angered me. How could you leave those beautiful children behind? How could you leave your amazing, the family you've got behind me, your job, like the, the yeah, the things that, that frustrate and anger me are, are insane. But yeah. it's unfortunately, that's something you have to accept when you experience something like this. It's that you just, it's something you're just never going to get the answers to. Unfortunately. Yeah, and I think that is, I think that is vital to express to people and, you know, you're not, and, and it comes, it's, it's hand in hand. I mean, you, you had suicide notes, you know, that's, that's rare in and of itself, Yeah. you know, but yeah. it, you're always, and people will always wonder the why, what was yeah. it? And, and I've had, I've had clients that have, you know, some people have given a lot of consideration to suicide, 
you know, they've thought about it, they've planned it and all of that. And some clients that have attempted have just gone, just something just clicked in their head. Yeah. Just something in that moment. That was it. Yeah. Um. So, you know, we really can't account for we if we had said something, if we if we did this, if only we did that. Yeah, you, you, you just can't. you just can't factor in those variables. As as we have this episode as a kind of, I suppose, not a warning, but you know, for those who may be considering suicide, what what would you say to to those people that that may be kind of on the brink as someone that's been left behind? I mean, what 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 would you say to those people? The first thing I would say is don't do it <laughs> to put it plain That's and simple don't do it um and then as someone who's been left behind and it is just like you said like okay cool so it stops the pain for you but what about me you know um and it really is mm. it even could i could even say it's more painful like obviously i can't speak for my my boyfriend i wasn't in his head and i i can only imagine you must have been going through hell as far yeah, as i'm concerned yeah. but now it's like you've now just passed that on to me and it could even be worse for myself now because of what I've witnessed, you know? Well, it's, it's sort um, of, you know, it kind of indicates uh, of the pain his mother passed on to him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And trauma being passed to be on honest, and now passed that, on to you. That's it, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just like a chain reaction, you know? And I know that, and, and again, referring back to your episode, but like everybody, I'm, and I'm sure even for yourself, probably there's times you're like, oh, would it just be better if it yeah, wasn't here? Yeah. And I've definitely had those thoughts, especially since mm. going through what I have, but I could not put my loved ones through what I've gone through. Mm. And I know that in that headspace and the mind is a very powerful, powerful thing, clearly. Mm. And I know in that headspace, sometimes you're like, you you forget. But if it is something you're considering and you're actually thinking about, don't do it. Yeah, you, yeah. It's just going to be passed on to, I think, to all your loved ones. I think, you know, even from guests we've had on, and I certainly know from clients that have attempted, a lot of the time, and this is something, you know, it's hard to wrap our heads around, but a lot of the time in those scenarios, they think they're doing us a favor. They yeah, think people sure. will be better off without them. They think they're a yeah. burden. They think it'll be, you know, everyone will move on. Um, so as, as we can all attest to here now, we won't be better off without you. Now, please, no. please, please stay around. And I think another thing to touch on is a lot of people, when I say, just talking then, when I say your loved ones, some people might think they don't have mm. any loved ones. Yeah. And even when you think you don't, you do. Mm. Even if it's the, the person that works in Starbucks and makes you a coffee, you know, they know you, they've met you and, when you said thank you for that coffee like they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna think about that and you know it, it doesn't matter if you feel like you have nobody there's always someone Same. there yeah. and it and it's just a case of like i say brain's a very powerful thing and i know that when you're in that headspace it's very hard to remind yourself that but it, it's a case of trying to i guess mm. so that was straight talking suicide left behind and a huge thank you to amy for coming on and sharing her story and being so honest and I think a lot of people need to hear that story that suicide doesn't end the pain, it passes it on. And that was evident in her boyfriend, whose mother killed herself, and then he killed himself, and now she's left with 
managing all of that so thank you very much amy for coming on and sharing your story if you want to reach out to us if you want to come on if you've got a story to tell if you've got some feedback anything you'd like to hit us up with you can do that hit us up on any of the social media channels it's twitter stmh podcast facebook and instagram straight talking mental health podcast website stmhpodcast.com and our email address to get in touch is hello at stmhpodcast.com Ordinarily, we throw over to our guest at this point, but before we do that, I just want to say an extra special thank you to Ashling for coming on and making sure that we have a little bit of shy talk. You probably regret it now. I'm sure everyone <laughs> just wanted the interview, but thank you very much, Ash. I really appreciate it. You really stepped in You're and welcome. saved the day. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You going to bed because you didn't sleep last night? I'm kind of hyper now. Oh, I might give you a call on WhatsApp. No, nah, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm tired because you didn't sleep last night. <laughs> Had a nap. <laughs> did you get a nap? I sure did. Oh god! For everyone, just so they know, Ashling's nap is about three hours. No, it wasn't today. I didn't have the time for a three-hour nap. No, two. One. No, what? Only only an hour. All right. Yeah, anyway, okay. thank you, thank you very much. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for for saving the day for this week. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I. I I'm not, that's way too easy. I'm not going to jump on that one. (laughs) (laughs) With all of that that being said, let's leave the last word with Amy. But in the meantime, folks, look after yourselves and look after each other. Amy, one of the things we ask every guest that comes onto the podcast, we invite them to share some words of wisdom, some life learning, some motto, some creed that they live by. Did you forget about this bit? (laughs) Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that being said, perhaps it's you know even better. It's spontaneous and, and and from the heart. Have you anything you'd like to you'd like to share with the with the listeners? When you can be positive, remain positive. Positive is my word. I will use it all the time. Um, sometimes life is shit, and that's shit. Um, but there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. And even for myself, going through such a traumatic time, I do. I'm a strong believer in everything happens for a reason. And for myself now, I wouldn't be in the relationship I'm in now. I'm very happy in it if this hadn't happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just a case of when life does get shit, remain positive. There's always something better coming. Dream talk.